the college football experience database top 25 slash reaction show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, New Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted parlays uh, to in-game uh, in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet is what you need to win. Sign up today and bet a hundred dollars. You win a hundred dollars at sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash/winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash/w-y-n-n-b-e-t. So grab that thing today and remember folks to let it ride. Hey everybody. Joe Theismann here. You're listening to S G P N. So do this. Let it ride. Show uh, two is one on this one. Uh, I, if you're wondering who the hell you're listening to, my name is Kobe Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Don D. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. <laughs> I guess I'm healthy. I don't know. I was uh, in College Station for a few days in Houston, just getting completely, uh, you know, destroyed. It was great. All right. Uh, so that is why this show is coming a little bit later than normal. We'll be on schedule next week. I mentioned this. To be fair, I mentioned this on the pick show last week. Still got people hitting me up saying, dude, where the fuck's the reaction show? Where's the top 25 show? I told you I was going to get completely cherry bombed, completely blitzkrieged down there at uh, college station. So, Hey, we're back. Shout out to college station. Keeping it. Look, that's a real fan base. All right. You had a losing record while we were there. They were three and four. The fans showed up. And uh, even though they lost the game, that place was packed. I saw someone grab a fucking like a, a rat. All right, in the crowd, saw a video of that. I was there. It was fantastic. Uh, everything about what a college experience should be. Shout out to Cameron Kerr as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's the way college football is supposed to be. That's why that's why you know when done right, it's the best fucking sport on the planet. All right, and you get fans out there screaming and just doesn't matter if you're one in 10 or three and four or about the far wanting to fire Jimbo Fisher or not shout out to college station. And uh, Hey, that's the inspiration of the college football experience right there. Live lit fan bases like that. And uh, yeah, it was a good time. It was a, it was a, it was a good game. It was a good game. I mean, just, you know, a and M continues to struggle offensively, which happens to be Jim Jimbo Fisher's forte. Uh, that's going to be a very interesting thing to see how, you know, we sat in front of some a and M fans and um, they thought a lot of players are going to transfer this off season. So it kind of deflates that, 
number one recruiting class. Um, you know, if everyone transfers, that remains to be seen. It also remains to be seen. Like, do you buy out eighty six million dollars? No way, right? That's going to be fascinating to watch. There's also talk on the other side of this. You got Ole Miss, who's still alive to win the SEC West championship, and and Auburn fires their uh, you know Brian Harson and uh, you know hires a new athletic director, and now Lane Kiffin's being talked about as the uh, the the lead candidate, despite still being in the mix for an invitational uh, playoff spot. Essentially, they got it done though. Uh great game. And, 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 you know, that's something to monitor as I know we have some huge games this week. Uh, remember our pick show will be uh Wednesday, same time, about five 30 uh, Pacific time, subscribe to the college football experience. Remember we are on YouTube as well. YouTube.com slash the college experience. Uh, so look, before I get into the database top 25, let me react to the show, the, to, to the, you know, the key games from a, a week ago, first off, on the weekday was very surprised that Southern miss whooped Louisiana's ass like that. I have had a hard time. I've had a hard time uh, understanding the Louisiana raging Cajuns this year. Uh, the, 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 the over is, is I think cooked now on that. Um, I did have a small wager on the over with Louisiana, um, but yeah, Southern miss will hall shout out to will hall. The only FBS head coach. Who wears a uh, shirt and tie? Old school, baby. Old fucking school. Gotta love what Will Hall's doing there. I'm ready for a renaissance with that. Um, shout out to Nicholas Greenwell in the chat. He goes, My guy partied uh, too hard at College Station, and now we get a Tuesday reaction show. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, Southern Miss is a story, an interesting story to watch. They're five and three. He's quickly done a great rebuild. Remember, he came over from the uh, Willie Fritz's staff down there at Tulane, and look at the way Tulane's playing. There, we'll be talking about them later on the database top twenty-five. Um, but what a good win against the Raging Cajuns down there in Hattiesburg. Uh, Thursday night, also Virginia Tech, NC State. That game was. Absolutely fucking terrible. I mean, yes, I, I I bet Virginia Tech plus fourteen or whatever it was, yeah, thirteen and a half or fourteen. But I had the money line too, and Virginia Tech was up what twenty one to uh, to three with about what I think like fourteen minutes left, and they lost. Brutal loss, absolutely fucking brutal loss there. Twenty two twenty one NC State wins. I have a a a under for NC State. At what eight and a half wins that I think is going to cash still, but that was obviously they've been the luckiest team in college football this year. They got ECU missing every kick and every extra point against them. They had Florida State in the red zone throw an interception when they were just about to win the game, and then uh, the Virginia Tech game. All I need is two more losses. I think it's going to happen this week against Wake Forest, and then either to UNC or Louisville down the stretch, but. Having to sweat it a little more than I thought, but I, I yes, they're still counterfeit. Um, then uh, Utah, Washington State, that was an interesting one because you know who knew uh, Cam Rising wasn't going to play for the Utes. I, I rode Washington State plus plus the seven and a half that cashed. Who knows if it would have cashed had Cam Rising actually played? Um, but that was pretty shocking. They were also depleted at running back. Uh, huge win for the Utes there in Pullman. 
Friday night. You know what happened with my East Carolina Pirates. And shout out to ECU actually making a field goal. Wasn't pretty. Wasn't pretty, but as long as it goes in, right? Um, ECU now pretty much kind of controls their own destiny here. The only thing that could happen where they would not is so as UCF plays Tulane, I think what next week. But if 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 ECU can can take down Cincy and Houston, which who knows if they can do that. I think there's a decent shot. They're gonna be playing for the AAC championship. Um, so shout out to uh, Mike Houston for getting that dub. Then how about the airport and Mike McIntyre 42 34 against Louisiana tech. You know, we released uh, college football coach rankings in the CUSA this past off season. And a lot of people gave a shit for our rating on Mike McIntyre. Well, look what he's done in one year at the airport. All right. The airport is rolling right now. That's my airport music, baby. We are rolling, and Mike McIntyre at FIU are four and four. Maybe the Hurricanes should have hired Mac, Mike Mac, instead of uh, Mario Cristobal. Um, big win there, though. Big win. And then, okay, let's get to Saturday's game. Saturday's games. Uh, can we talk? Can we talk about? Friend of the program. This is Jim Mora, and you're listening to SGPN. Let her ride. Jim Mora Jr. is doing amazing things with the Yukon Huskies. This is year one. He walked into one of the worst rosters in college football. He quickly brought in some transfers, including a four star quarterback in Taquan Roberson, who got out for the year in what, the first quarter of the first game? And you thought, oh, there's no way. They just beat Boston College, their first win ever against Boston College. They just beat them by double digits. 13 they shut down the BC offense which, you know, I know they're depleted at offensive line, but Jerkovic and uh and and Zay Flowers will be in the NFL. Great job by the Huskies. They continue to impress and uh I love it. I love it. I'm here for it. I think I think Jim Moore Jr is really going to make Yukon good in the coming years. Hey ACC Maybe, maybe you should expand and add and add UConn, but they probably wouldn't, wouldn't take the invite right now. Who knows? Um, TCU West Virginia. This was an absolutely like one of the worst beats I think anyone could have. As this uh, TCU wins thirty one, or I'm sorry, forty one thirty one in Morgantown. This was a three point game with like what ten seconds left, twenty seconds. I don't even remember. But on fourth and one, TCU throws like a 30 yard touchdown. You had this game locked up. I lost my ass on this game. Brutal beat. Absolutely brutal beat. Saturday had some brutal beats. I'll be honest. Shout out to TCU, though, as they continue to roll. Uh, Toledo, Eastern Michigan. This game was really, you know, I didn't get a chance to watch this. By the way, I didn't really watch any of these games. I just was monitoring my phone every 10 seconds. Um, and uh, throughout the week here, I'm going to get a chance to watch a lot of these, but Toledo scores 10 in the fourth. They, they bounce, they come back and, and take care of Eastern Michigan in a critical game, huge loss for EMU. Um, and I had EMU on the money line there. So I was hoping I still covered the spread one, but, and then obviously Ohio state, Penn state, I didn't get eyes on it. I'll be watching that one later today. Um, 
I got like I guess a little bit of eyes on it, but uh, Ohio State forty four, Penn State thirty one. This game seemed fucking crazy because what I saw, Penn State had like a six point lead, then Ohio State had like a twenty point lead. Like they 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 turned on the gas just like that. I know uh, JT Tumaloa had a gigantic game, like one of the best games you could ever have as a defender. Shouldn't be playing at Washington though, man. It's ridiculous. What are you doing? Or Washington State, or Washington State, or Oregon. Um, 44-31, Ohio State gets the win. Uh, we did get the cover there. We locked that one up. We got the cover with uh, with Penn State. Nicholas Greenwell in the chat saying FIU is about to get exposed by North Texas. Yeah, and how about Seth Luttrell in North Texas going into Western Kentucky, getting the dub? Seem like they're going to be contenders now in the uh, in the CUSA. Uh, and then this one, this one, this one was the most brutal beat for me personally. The West Virginia TCU was bad. The West Virginia TCU was really bad, but Georgia tech at Florida state. I took the 24 and a half. I had a large wager on Georgia tech. First off Florida state scores. Let's, let's, let's look at the scoring drive here. Florida state scores with a minute and nine seconds left. Fuck you, Florida State. All right. They had this game. They were up by a ton. They score with a minute and nine seconds left. So now my cover is out of reach unless Georgia Tech scores a touchdown and kicks an extra point. Well, they scored a touchdown on the final play of the game to make it a 24 point game. Well, guess what? I have 24 and a half. I'm sorry. No, it was a 23 point game. Wait, what was the final score in this one? What? Yeah. So, no, it was a 25 point game. 25 point game on the final. Georgia Tech scores. If they kick the extra point, I win my bet. If they don't kick the extra point, I lose because I had 24 and a half. They did not. I hate you. I hate the world. And uh, shout out to Serge uh, in in the chat who says it's as if winning on the road is hard. Pick Dundee. You're damn right. Um, South Florida covered the big line against Houston. Houston's kind of found their footing still alive in the AAC race. That's going to be interesting to watch down the stretch. Dana Holgerson, the used car salesman, my lock of Arkansas against Auburn. That thing, uh, that thing cashed in. Let's go. All right. That was, uh, that was, I feel like pretty easy money. And now, you know, obviously they fire Harson, but uh, hope you cashed in folks. Hope you cashed in. Uh, Oklahoma beats Iowa state. I was a bit surprised by that. I know they ran a critical fake field goal there, and I know shout out to my, or shout out to my guy Scott Rochelle. Give him a follow as part of the NBA Gambling Podcast. But he brings up a question that I'm always baffled about too. I, I need we need to get a ref on here because I saw this in the Kansas Iowa State game too when Iowa State ran a fake field goal. Now this time it happened to be Oklahoma running the fake field goal against Iowa State. I'm so confused at the holder having both knees on the ground. So the holder had both knees on the ground. He grabbed the snap is there. They are not kicking it. It is a pitch. So why would that not be ruled down? Does anybody know about this rule? Cause it doesn't make any sense to me, especially when you don't even kick the ball at all. Like, okay, if a kick gets blocked or something, I, maybe it makes sense to me. But I'm saying, like, once you you are clearly doing a running play, I'm very confused about how the holder can have both knees on the ground because he is essentially the quarterback in this scenario, and he's hiking the ball to himself and then pitching it out. 
just like a pitch would be to a running back. Very confused, but shout out to Oklahoma as they've kind of, you know, things have gotten a little more, a little more calm, a little more calm as they have a huge game with Baylor this weekend. Uh, Notre Dame 41, Syracuse 24. Now I, you know, I took Syracuse on the show just cause they're at home, but I was, I thought Notre Dame might be able to fuck with them because I kind of thought Syracuse was fool's gold a little bit. Um, and I just think the style of ball that Syracuse plays, like it's a perfect scenario for Notre Dame. Like Schrader isn't going to rip you apart, you know, with pre- precision passes. It's going to be a kind of a, a ugly run game style, which Notre Dame's defense is good. And then another thing is, is uh Syracuse defense, probably a little bit of fool's gold from the, from the ranking standpoint, solid, but not, uh, not setting the world on fire. Notre Dame gets the win. All of a sudden the Irish are five and three um, and they got Clemson this week. There's a decent shot. If they can avoid upsets to Navy and Boston college that they can end up seven and five, not an awful. I mean, not a great first year, but not an awful first year for Marcus Freeman, Syracuse on the other side of things, you know, they have a game at Pitt this week. Still got, they might lose three of the next four games, but it doesn't matter. I think, I think uh, Babers has had a quite an impressive year. Probably going to end up seven and five, eight and four, something like that. Shout out to the Q's though, even though they lose by 17 in that filthy dome, Miami, Ohio whooped Akron's ass. Now that was a lock that me and NC Nick were on. I don't know. Miami, Ohio just looked good. <laughs> Akron did not look good to this, this game. Um, and then one of the best games of the day, Miami and, and Virginia. 14, 12, what a couple overtimes, three overtimes, I believe unbelievable win by Mario Cristobal. He's lucky because things would have got really stale. Had they, uh, things would have got very interesting. Had they lost to the Wahoos, which I think are the second worst team in the ACC. I think BC is the worst. Virginia is the second worst or Virginia tech. That will be settled in a couple weeks here. Uh, but Miami somehow gets the dub. They move to four and four. <laughs> I, I I actually think Miami is going to be five and seven this year. I don't think they're going to find a way to get to a bowl. I'd be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so surge in the chat says, given that the holder's knee was down on the ground when he caught the ball and it and passed it forward. How's that legal? The short answer is the same way a field goal is legal after a holder catches a ball. That's per SB Nation. You know, it still doesn't make any sense to me because, okay, if you're gonna kick the ball, that's a bit different to me because the ball is kicked in the air. I, I if I had, I, I would assume you shouldn't be able to put your knee down at any time. But to me, what is the difference between that and well, then having your quarterback? I mean, how many times have we seen the quarterback fall, uh, you know, and his knee touches the ground, whether it's a fumbled snap, whether it's whatever, or maybe he just trips on the offensive lineman's foot. What's the difference between that and the quarterback tripping on the foot of an offensive lineman and his knee hitting the ground and then blowing it dead right away. Doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Maybe you're right though. I mean, I'm not, not coming at you. I'm just saying the rule makes no sense to me. Just makes zero sense to me. Um, and I think if you're going to throw a fake, I think it should be in the rule book. Then if you're going to do a fake that you, you should not be able to touch the, the ground with your knees unless change the whole rules. I mean, I hate that knee down shit. Anyway, they should be, I, I like the NFL's rule on like 
you got to touch them. So um, yeah, Anthony Eason goes, what happened to my wake forest lock? Yeah. I don't know. I haven't had a chance to watch the game, but I know they got their ass whooped by Louisville. Um, I was in college station completely shit hammered, but I will watch this week uh, throughout the week here. But yeah, I mean, I am shocked. I was shocked at that outcome. Absolutely shocked at that outcome. So I got, I got nothing for you. Nothing for you. At least right now. Unbelievable. Louisville's in like a strange team to me. Like Louisville is one of these teams where this, especially this season, I feel like they're a little more physical than I thought they would be from a defensive standpoint, but uh, either way, it's a great win. That's a really great win. So yeah, I'll eat shit. I ain't shit on that one. I'm a fucking idiot on that one. So next up uh, Charlotte. How about that? We didn't see Nick, man, I should have sprinkled the sprinkled the money line there, but uh, Charlotte 56 rice 23. I thought they would play for their assistant coach. Thought thought they would uh play for their assistant coach. Uh Rutgers zero, Minnesota thirty-one. <laughs> I took Rutgers plus fourteen. I didn't bet that. But still, that's Rutgers offense. Absolutely horrible. Absolutely horrible. Serge says shit hammer. That's gonna be my new uh Twitter handle. <laughs> I like it. Give me a follow. All right. Uh at TCE on SGPN. All right. Uh Illinois 26, Nebraska nine shout out to the Illini. I mean, I know Mickey Joseph, I don't know what to expect from Nebraska, but that's still a tough place to go into and win. I know Nebraska sucks, but like to hold Nebraska to nine points, Mark Whipple offense. I, I find it. I find that a great win. I mean, a pretty good win, like the way they did it, the way they did it. I shouldn't say a great win because Nebraska is horrible, but holding them less than 10 points uh, at home, I think is pretty, pretty impressive. Georgia State 31, ODU 17. Uh that one I was a bit surprised there. I know uh, ODU lost their tight end uh Kuntz, I like to call him Kuntz, um for the season and he was like on the NFL radar. So that's a big loss for the Monarchs. New Mexico State 23, UMass 13. <laughs> Hope you had the courage to go over two and a half wins with me as I locked up the over on the Aggies and New Mexico state. Let's go. Let's go. And I took them for this game. Let's go. Uh, SMU 45 Tulsa 34. I mean, uh, kind of had a hard time projecting that one. I took Tulsa. So I was on the wrong side of that one, but I was on the right side of UCF taking down Cincinnati at the moon bounce. Knew that would happen. Speaking of bad beats and stuff, Oregon. So I had Cal NC Nick, uh, myself, and I think Patty C all had Cal plus 17 and a half. They lose by 18 to Oregon. Brutal. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. I mean, uh, Cal's terrible. I know uh what the the starting QB got either knocked out of that game, I think, or or benched. So that's tough. Um, but uh yeah. I mean, they covered by a half a fucking point. There's some brutal beats. There's some brutal beats. So, uh, next up we got Wake Forest 21, Louisville 48. I, I mean, that's an ass whooping that I did not see coming. I'll be honest. I felt really good. I almost had that as my number one lock. We do like a, uh, an email blast to, to people. There's a, a thing where everyone gives out a newsletter. I had Arkansas as my number one lock against Auburn, but I'll be honest. 
behind the scenes there. And they were asking me, I was like, Oh, it's either that or wake. Uh, so I got very lucky for, from the newsletter point of view, but man, definitely ate shit on that one. App state 42, Robert Morris three. Okay. Move along Kansas state. I was on the wildcats who 48, nothing Oklahoma state. Dude, let's be honest. Kansas State would have beat TCU last week had had Martinez and Howard not gotten injured. I you cannot convince me. You cannot convince me that TCU would have been able to beat them with with no no not buying it not fucking buying it. Um, and my K State to win the Big Twelve ticket still alive, still alive, still alive. Let's go, baby. Uh, was shocked that Iowa scored thirty three on Northwestern's defense. I know Northwestern sucks, but I just figured Iowa's offense is so bad and Northwestern's defense is good enough. Uh, eight shit on that one, but I did cover Florida plus uh, 22. Oh no, I got 23. I think as they, they, they lost by 22 against uh, Georgia, got that cover. And then my lock temple temple plus 14. Boom. They lose in overtime. The Navy Everett Withers, the former JMU coach coached that game. Yeah. Um, North Texas. Wow. That was an impressive win. People gave a shit last week, uh, this off season for, for talk about how Seth Luttrell is a good coach. Don't look now, but North Texas is five and four and in a good spot to potentially play for the CUSA championship. Um, going to be fun to watch them down the stretch. I was on Missouri against South Carolina. I was on Missouri on the money line. They won 23 to 10. We knew South Carolina, them having South Carolina ranked was a fucking joke. That's a fucking joke. Absolute fucking joke. And it shows how jaded the ranking system is. I mean, did they, do they watch the games? <laughs> um, Serge, I like TCU, man. I just thought K state had Martinez or Howard cause they were whooping their ass. They're up like 28, 10 uh, when, 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 how well Martinez only played what three snaps and Howard got, got uh, what taken out. And when they were up 18, right. Or maybe, maybe TCU scored one score and it was 11, but still, I feel pretty good about that. Had, uh, had Howard stayed in the game, um, Missouri though, Drinkowitz, the, the, the bowl is, is still out. So they're four and four. They're at Tennessee next week. Probably going to be four and five there. Then they have their sec matchup against New Mexico state five and five. Oh, I'm sorry. They, they're home to Kentucky this week. They got to win this game because I don't think they're going to, if they don't win this game, I don't think they're going to make a bowl. And then things get interesting in Columbia, Missouri. Um, Next up we have uh, what South Alabama, 31 Arkansas state three. Boom. We were on that one here with the Jaguars as they, uh, my over caches. Boom. If you listen to our preseason locks episode, if you listen to our preseason locks episode, I had a great weekend because uh, New Mexico State hit the over. I was over two and a half wins there. South Alabama hit the over. I was over five and a half wins there. And then Michigan State, who I locked up under uh, seven and a half wins, they lost their fifth game of the season. Boom! All three cashed. Let's fucking go. Um, uh, Colorado state 10 Boise state 49 Boise has got it going again, folks, Boise. This is what's hilarious. Even in a down year for Boise, they're going to find a way to win them out in West. I think, I know they still got that matchup in Laramie pending as Wyoming continues to win, but Boise gets it done. 
USC 45, Arizona 37. Uh, Arizona covered for me. Uh, the rest were fucking awful in this game. I saw some clips. Obviously, the running clock right before half on a, on a, on a the, the refs holding the football while letting the running the clock run while it's a first down, which makes no fucking sense. Uh, so I think Lincoln Riley has a very good argument there about that, but also a terrible roughing the passer on uh, on Caleb Williams. That was just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Roughing the passer, um, Tennessee, 44, Utah or Kentucky six. <laughs> I didn't think it would happen like that. Shout out to GBO farms. Cause I look like a fucking idiot taking the points. I thought Tennessee would win the game, but I took Kentucky in the points. Wow. Okay. Tennessee for the natty. Let's go. Coastal Carolina, 24, Charlotte, 13. Hopefully you listen to us here. We were on coastal money line. Uh, UAB 17, Florida Atlantic 24. And that's shocking to me. That one's shocking to me because UAB continues to, I don't, I, I think they, they, they it's going to be interesting to see what they do on the co- coaching front this off season. It's going to be very interesting because I don't think they're playing to the amount of talent that is on that roster. Um, Baylor 45, Texas tech 17. Hope you listen to me here. I was on Baylor. I, this was a fringe lock. I didn't lock it up. I should have, I did bet it for real though. Dave Aranda. I just knew he was going to fuck up. I knew he was going to fuck up Texas Tech. That style of ball just does not work. Um, Ole Miss 31, AM 28. We were at this game. It's a push. Um, Colorado covered against Arizona State as Arizona State uh, wins, though, and, and keeps their over alive somehow. Um, if anyone took the over there, Michigan State 7, Michigan 29. We covered, locked it up. We covered barely, but we covered it. And obviously, uh, I, I cashed in on the under on Michigan state. Hope you listen to me. There's Michigan state fans, by the way, when we dropped that episode on Michigan state, when I locked up the under, I had like a thousand Michigan state fans tweeting me, calling me a fucking idiot. How are we looking? How are we looking? Uh, there was also that dust up in the locker room. We had a crazy fight. I don't understand what's happening. Everyone's saying, oh, the locker room. It's the locker room's fault. Really? They've only been playing football. there like a hundred fucking years. Couldn't figure out a way to uh, not, not have a, a crazy altercation. I'll be honest though. It's a rivalry game. I'm a fan who's disconnected from it. This only makes me want to watch next year that much more. So it, you know, obviously you don't want to see a situation where a guy's got his helmet off and other people are swinging their helmets. But at the same time, if you were, t- if you were to tell me uh, pre, you know, that game happening, Colby, would you, would you like to see a fight between Michigan and Michigan state in the locker rooms as they're walking up there? Yeah. Sign me up now. Sure. I wouldn't want to see a guy without his helmet and like one on 50. You know what I mean? Like fucking roadhouse. You know what I mean? Like, no, but does enhance the rivalry and make it better. Gotta be honest, but yeah, legal action. I know four players got suspended. Everyone's talking about this is the worst thing that ever happened. Yeah. I mean, it was terrible, but I don't understand why they don't wait. Like one team should go in first, then the other team, right? Just, just an idea, just an idea, folks. Um, Serge says, "You think Aranda is a legit candidate for the Auburn job?" I think it is, but I, you know, obviously he's got ties to Mike Leach, and obviously Auburn just hired Mississippi State's athletic director who hired Mike Leach. So I wouldn't be surprised if coach Leach has a good relationship with him and says, Hey, you know, Aranda, but I'll also be honest that I don't know that Aranda takes it. Aranda's an interesting guy. 
Uh, and they mentioned him for something last year, but he, he said he wanted to stay at Baylor. Um, I don't know that he's that crazy and t- but he's a different guy. Like if you, if you ever listen to the interviews of Dave Aranda, kind of a soft spoken guy. And I think it's kind of different. I don't know that he would want that, that smoke at Auburn. I know that sounds crazy. You could say more money, which obviously they could offer more money than Baylor, but uh, I don't know that that is, is what drives Dave Aranda. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know that he would take that job. I, I really don't know that he would. Now, I, well, does it make sense? Sure. I see the connection. I think it would be a great hire for, for Auburn. But I also think uh, the Lincoln Riley and Hugh Freeze talk, I, I, that fits Auburn a little bit more to me. Like Dave Rand is like a quiet, soft-spoken guy. I don't know if that necessarily, I can't, I don't really picture that at Auburn, but obviously he's a great, he's a great, uh, great, great uh, coach. I think, I think one of the most, I think actually one of the most underrated coaches in America. So uh, Pitt 24, North Carolina, 42, I was surprised to see I was wrong there on that, but my, my I'm happily wrong. I didn't bet this game, but I have North Carolina plus 700 to win the coastal. And it looks like pretty much a done deal. Knock on wood here. As long as you know, they cannot lose what they'd have to lose a couple times. And then Duke went out, I think. Uh, middle Tennessee, 24 UTEP 13. I was all over the place on this game. I, th- I think I actually got this correct. Didn't bet it. Uh, one of the games of the night, San Diego state, Fresno state, this game was fucking bananas. Fresno state scored 14 points in the final minute of the game, two onside kicks, uh, or no, no, no. They scored, got an onside kick. Uh, and the onside kick they got was like the greatest onside kick ever. Cause they recovered the ball at like the 35 of San Diego state. Um, crazy game. I think it's Brady hoax. Another one to monitor As San Diego state goes to four and four. They got that new stadium and I get it. They were in the mountain West championship a year ago. So you would think like, no way they fire this coach, but I'm just saying like, I, I, I pay attention to the message boards there. And it seems like a lot of fans unhappy with Brady Hoke. I would assume they give him another year, but something to monitor with the Aztecs there. Uh, Stanford 13, uh, UCLA 38. Nice win for UCLA as they continue to roll. San Jose state 35, Nevada 28. Uh, this is a bit closer than I, I would have imagined, but San Jose state continues to roll. And then Hawaii locking it up. Hawaii got the cover on the Island against Wyoming backdoor cover. Game wasn't as close as the score indicates, but Hey, I'll take it all day long. Uh, all right. Well, look, now we're going to talk about the database top 25. All right. But before I do that, I want to tell you that the college football experience database top 25 uh, slash reaction show this week uh, is brought to you by WinBet. WinBet is now live on uh, in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. And from boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet is what you need to win. Sign up today. Bet a hundred dollars, win a hundred dollars at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W Y N N B E T. Um, yeah, I mean, let's get into this. I mean, so first off, we're back on schedule. You will have a reaction show Saturday night. You will have a database top 25 Monday next week. All right. This was the one week of the year where I knew it because we were going to be traveling back from college station. And I also knew we were going to be tailgating for like 30 fucking hours. So we just, we knew it. We knew it. Um, but we're back on schedule and, sh- and go listen to our Maction episode that just came out for the Mac games, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. 
Uh, and remember Wednesday night, we'll also have our pick show same time as normal DFS show Thursday, FCS show Thursday. We're back on schedule, baby. And don't forget college basketball experience. Uh, previews are rolling over there. Go check out, you know, those previews, but the season tips off next Monday and uh, subscribe to the college basketball experience. Cause we'll be here every night of the season, every single night of the, of the college basketball season, talking best bets, talking best matchups, you know, you got to subscribe. All right. College basketball is the greatest. Let's go. Um, all right. Uh, let's, let's get into the database top 25 um, at number 25. I'm going to go with the Syracuse orange man. I'm not sold on this team by any means, but once again, if you're new to this podcast, the database top 25 is strictly based off of uh resume. So it's not about whether I think this team is going to win, you know, win out and be can, you know, a really good team or, you know, cause I, one of the things that I find most annoying about, the sport that we love with, with which college college football. So we don't have a large playoff and there's so much subjectivity that it makes zero sense. There's so much difference in schedules that it makes no sense. It's just hard to compare. And uh, until we have a large playoff, which cast a large net so we can really find out who the best team is. I mean, would Georgia have won it last year? Maybe. But I, I think it would have been interesting to see, uh, you know, some other teams played a lot more road games. You know what I mean? So, and you could say, well, the, these other teams played this many FBS teams, this many. You can go on and on and on uh, about the way things shake out differently, and uh, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me to 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 try to formulate a system with 131 teams uh, where you're trying to guess. <clears throat> And I think that it's clearly a conflict of interest by all these people. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. The, the ranking system, even the CFP ranking system, completely ridiculous because owned by ESPN, ESPN owns the SEC network, the ACC network, you know, it's just, it's just ridiculous, ridiculous. But anyway, I have Syracuse at number 25 in the nation. And really when you look at, at Syracuse's resume, I know they just got whooped by Notre Dame, right? Second loss, the NC state win though looks a little bit better, even though I think NC state sucks. NC state beats Virginia tech. That win looks better. All right. The Clemson win. Well, Clemson had a bye week so they didn't, or, or, first off, they didn't beat Clemson Clemson. They lost to Clemson, but Clemson didn't look bad this week because they didn't play. So that, that loss doesn't look, it still looks like a great loss. Uh, another thing is what Purdue. Purdue is still a good win. That is a good win. Um, Louisville win looks a lot better after what they did to wake forest. The Yukon win looks a lot better after what they just did to Boston college. The resume speaks for itself. I think they're the 25th best team in the nation based off of resume. Um, and number 24, I got the Washington Huskies. And you know, this is an interesting one because uh, they're, they're six and two. And I kind of think this team, like if you lined up Syracuse and Washington right now, I actually have no idea who's winning that game. I think I lean Washington, but that would be an interesting bowl game because I, I honestly don't know. But when you look at the resume, uh, the resume is not great. 
It really isn't. They have zero wins against a team with a winning record. They have zero, but they also have, uh, well, actually I think, I think I'm convincing myself that Syracuse should be 24 and Washington be 25th. Um, the only thing is, is that Washington's played a much better FCS. Yeah. So Washington's wins are Kent state, Portland state, Michigan state, UCLA or no, they, they, they lost to UCLA. They beat Stanford and they beat Arizona and Cal. All right. Sold. This is what we're doing. We're changing the shit at number 25. We have the Washington Huskies and at number 24, I am putting in the, uh, the Syracuse Orangemen because I do think that, that, uh, that resume is a little bit better. I don't know what I was thinking when I looked at that before. Anyway, I blame that on Texas A&M and me being shit hammered. All right. Uh, next up we got at number 23, the Penn state Nittany lions. All right. Tough loss. Got to watch the game. Got to watch the tape. But uh, I know that game was closer than the score indicated because like in the fourth quarter, didn't Penn state have the lead? I feel like we were looking at this at the tailgating thing. Like you know, Penn state's got the lead in the fourth, but at one point they were down also like 21. <laughs> it's fucking insane. Shout out to Ohio state to get the dub. Um, I think Penn state, when you look at their two, two losses at home to Ohio state undefeated on the road at Michigan undefeated. I know that you look around after that and you say, okay, well they beat Purdue. Purdue has a winning record that win at Auburn, a tough environment, but Auburn's not very good. So the resume, uh, what Northwestern, the Minnesota one looks all right, I guess. Yeah. So Minnesota and Purdue is what they're clinging to the Ohio one. Ohio has a winning record too. So three teams with a winning record there. Uh, I think it's, I think that's fairly put. I think they should be ahead of Syracuse and Washington. At number 22, I got the coastal Carolina shot clears. And when you look at this one, this one strictly comes down to uh, the fact that uh, this team really only way, like they haven't been super impressive. Go back to look at the Gardner web games, but I'll tell you this. I do think coastal Carolina's resume is improving. All right. First off, they go to the, on the road and beat Marshall. Marshall's got a win against Notre Dame. All right. Uh, Marshall's a weird team, but that was a great win for coastal Carolina. Now their lone loss is to a team with a losing record in ODU. It's a bad loss, but and it wasn't even close. They lost by twenty eight. But I'll tell you this: the win over Georgia Southern uh, is continuing to look good. The win at Georgia State looks is looking better and better. Uh, the win against Buffalo is looking fantastic as Buffalo's gotten red hot. And then uh, the win against Army, Army, uh, what? Army, what is they're three and four now? So that win's looking better as they they skunk uh, ULM the other the other day. It's not a great resume, but they only have one loss. They're seven and one. They're competing for the Sun Belt Championship. So I do have them at number twenty two. I think the Sun Belt's a good conference too. I think Sun you can actually make a case. I think the Sun Belt, if they did a Sun Belt ACC challenge. So right now, what UNC is the second best team in the ACC. UNC won at app by two in a fucking crazy game. Um, but app might not be the best teams. I mean, look, I think Troy, South Alabama, Georgia, Southern postal and app are all in that mix. And not after that, not far after that is Marshall JMU actually JMU's in that mix too. Cause JMU, yes, they have two losses, but one of them was out there starting quarterback, Todd Centeno. 
Uh, either way, I got Coastal Carolina at twenty two at twenty one. I got the Troy Trojans. What a what a what a great story they've been this year. You know, you look, you know, brand new coach. So the the first game was at uh, Ole Miss. That was a loss, tough loss there, uh, because I think that's a tough opponent to give yourself. Ole Miss only has one loss. I do think they're kind of overrated personally, but it's tough to for your first game as a head coach to go in, into Oxford, Mississippi, uh, and, and get a dub there. And then their only other loss is the Hail Mary to App State. So Troy has a win against South Alabama, has a win against Marshall, has a win at Western Kentucky, which is a decent team, has a win against Southern Miss, who's a good team. Um, I like that resume. So I got the Troy Trojans at uh, number 21. I know they have two losses. Chanticleers only have one. Troy's resume is a lot better than Coastal Carolina's, though. At number 20. I got the Oregon state beavers as they, uh, Hey, the, the beavers are good, man. If they, they are one quarterback away, in my opinion, from being like a top 10 caliber team. I really believe that they have a huge game this Friday night at Washington. They're, they're six and two. Uh, obviously they had the bye week, but so they, they're moving up by default, but, um, and I know you look at the resume that win against Boise state continues to look better. The win against Fresno looks better. The win against Montana state. Who's good in the FCS uh, looks impressive. Um, uh, the win against Stanford. Okay. Stanford lost this weekend. Um, the win against Washington state. They lost this weekend or this past Thursday. So it's not an amazing resume, but it's, it's good enough. And the fact they're six and two, and I actually, man, I, I really like every spot on this team, except the quarterback spot, the quarterback spot is what is killing this team. So uh, we'll be interested to see is coastal better than UTSA says surge. No, I would take, I, I think I would take UTSA, but I think coastal's resume right now is, is with one loss. It's better than UTSA's. I think, um, I think it's close though. I think it's close because coastal's resume is not that great, but the fact they only have one loss UTSA is two. I do think UTSA would probably beat them though. If I had to pick, if I had to pick a, that'd be a great game too. Remember that, remember that COVID year when they did coastal BYU and they quickly did that game. I wish that we could see that in college football. Like give me a 13th game, not a bowl game because bowl game. You have all these fucking players out. Just give me a playoff game with that. How about that? Um, but yeah, I have Oregon state at number 20. At number nineteen, I got the LSU Tigers, and I am uh, excited. I mean, first off, they have a huge game against Bama this weekend. They're still alive to win the SEC champ. I mean, the SEC West. You know, to go to the SEC championship, uh, that would be uh, that would be an amazing, amazing story if they were able to pull off this win. And Baton Rouge gets lit, so you never know. It's not like Bama's look. Look at Bama in these away games. At Texas, they should have lost. The refs fucking uh, Quinn Ewers gets injured, but also the refs fucking completely gave that game to fucking Alabama. And I hate Texas more than anybody. Then the game at Arkansas, that thing was knotted up late in that game. I mean, they were blowing out Arkansas like twenty-eight nothing. I feel like, but Arkansas battles back, ties it up. Now they did separate and they end up covering. Then uh, obviously they have a, first off they have a home game against A and M, but came out of the final play. But then the the at Tennessee game, which they lose. 
So uh, yeah, LSU. I and I'm I'm sitting here on a ticket for LSU uh, over over six and a half wins. So I think I'm going to cash this thing with that UAB game. I know, or the A and M game. Uh, that would be amazing for me. So yeah, shout out to the LSU Tigers. They're ahead of schedule a little bit, even though they don't really look it. I feel like when you watch an LSU game right now, they don't look like a great team to me. But the record is the record, and uh, they I do think they're improving every week. So shout out to them. At number eighteen, I have the uh, the Utah Utes. All right, great win without like your whole fucking team. Playing DFS on Thursday night was a nightmare. Uh, with Tavion Thomas, I'm not gonna have. I'm gonna go with the back run. Oh, and he's out too. Oh, let me go with the the Cam Rising. Oh, he's out. <laughs> Those fucking bonkers. Good luck to anyone that plays DFS, because uh, that was just giving away money. Um, the Utes though. They're sitting there at uh, what six and two with their two losses to being the one at Florida to open the the season, which I still feel like they were the better team that game, but lost. And then the one again at UCLA, where UCLA actually was the better team. Um, they beat USC. That wins fantastic. Um, they also so what? Here's the thing though: is that they only have what? Because Washington State is what five hundred. Yeah, so they have what? I guess three wins against no four wins against 500 or better. So, all right, that's good enough. I think, I think that they're like, what is LSU's best win? I would take Utah to beat LSU if they played tomorrow. I would, I really, I really would. Um, so I got Utah at number 18 and number 17, I got the old miss rebels. Uh, once again, though, I, 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 this is not based on what I think. Cause I think Utah is probably better than Ole Miss too. Um, but I'll tell you this uh, watching that game live man. Ole Miss running back room is fucking good. And they got a huge game. They got a bye week and then they, they play Bama. Um, Ole Miss resume is not good. <laughs> Besides they have the Troy win besides the Troy win. Okay, I guess you could say the Kentucky win. They're five and three, so they have two wins against teams with a winning record. Everyone else after that sucks. I mean, honestly, every other win they have, and you even got to wonder, like with Louisville playing better. So Kentucky's five and three. They're at at Missouri this week, which I think they can win. So six and three, home to Vandy, seven and three. But I don't know; they could lose at Missouri. I think that's a game. And uh, then they get Georgia and Louisville. So they could lose, you know, I think those two potentially, even though I feel like they're better than Louisville, but um, either way, uh, Ole Miss, I think you have to put them there right now. They won at a and M. I guess you could argue Utah should be ahead. Actually. I think you're right. World. This is me thinking. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to switch Utah to put Utah at number 17 and Ole Miss at number 18. Let's do that because I think Utah's resume is better. Like you Ole Miss doesn't have the win. Like that win against USC is better than anything Ole Miss has. The win against Oregon state is better than anything Ole Miss has. From a record standpoint, I know you could say, well, Kentucky's better than Oregon State. 
I don't think I agree with you, but I think that would be a nice game. I think I would lean Oregon state. Um, so at number 17, I'll do Utah at number 16. I got the UCLA Bruins. I understand they didn't move up any and they beat Stanford a power five. That's just the way things shook out. Um, it was an gr- impressive win, a good win. And, uh, and they, they, they're at a conference schedule is a fucking joke. But uh, once again, that wasn't all on them. Michigan canceled a game at, at UCLA. Um, and that South Alabama win continues to look decent. Bowling green was, f- is four and four. So I guess, all right. Um, but that resume is not great. You have the Utah win and the Washington win though. And that, that to me is better than, than that's better than what a lot of it's better than LSU's resume, I think. But I, I do think that it's not, it's getting pretty thin as far as the line there. I had to put UCLA above Utah though, because UCLA smacked them. So at number 16, I got the UCLA Bruins at number 15. I got the Oklahoma state Cowboys. Woo. I was on K state. What an ass whooping. What an ass whooping uh, Oklahoma state. Uh, I knew coming into Manhattan and they didn't even have Adrian Martinez. K state whooped their ass, uh, but Oklahoma state's other losses and overtime loss to TCU's undefeated. So I, I think the resume speaks for itself. Uh, so I got the Cowboys at number 15 at number 14, the Liberty flames. Yes. This team continues to roll. I mean, they, they play Arkansas this week. That's going to be fun to watch, but they're seven and one. And, and I get it. The wake, the wake uh, loss looks a little worse because they're what they went for two in the win against wake. That was their lone loss. But I got to give it up to Hugh Freeze. Might be, uh, you know, questionable with with some of the coaching things outside of football, recruiting tactics. But hey, you know they've had quarterback injuries. They were like on their third string quarterback, and they continue to win. I know they had the, like the bye week this past week, but um, and I know that that resume. I guess the the win at Southern Miss looks better, but the the UAB win doesn't look as good. The wake loss doesn't look as good. Um, and even that BYU win doesn't look as good because ECU wins. So something to pay attention to. If they can win at Arkansas, that'll be, that'll be very interesting to see if I can get them into the top 10 uh, based on resume there at number 13, I got the wake forest demon Deacons and yeah. What the fuck was that? The Clemson loss is, is actually helping them right now because Clemson's undefeated. If Clemson was to lose against Notre Dame, I think Wake Forest would drop much further back. Um, but yeah, that was a what the fuck? That was a Lou Holtz game of the week right there. Where is my sound drop? Well, well I don't get. They bring me in cold, but they're counting down seven, six, five. I mean, did anyone see that one coming? I don't think so. Uh, but um, Wake goes to uh, so now Wake has two losses. They beat Liberty by one. Liberty's got one loss. I put them ahead of Liberty, but I do think you can make a case that their wins, I guess the Florida state win continues to look good for them. Besides that, you know, the resume is not very strong. I think you can make a case that uh, actually, I mean, the Clemson loss is like one of the best things they have going for them right now. 
overtime, double overtime loss to, to a team that's in the top five. I think there's a strong chance, even if they win this uh, next week at NC state, they could end up losing spots based on the resume here. Uh, I got wake Forest at number 13 at, uh, at number 12, got the two lane green wave. Wow. I mean, what a great season. Willie Fritz. Hey, Colorado, just an idea. Maybe you give this guy a call. Give him an interview, at least. Um, they 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 were up to what twenty eight nothing on Memphis. I know Memphis came back and almost almost covered that game, but had a bye week. Uh, the ECU win looks a lot better. ECU beats uh, BYU in Provo. Uh, the Houston win continues to look better. The Southern Miss loss continues to look better. The K State win continues to look better. So the resume uh, actually looks somewhat solid, short of like what the UMass game and and the South Florida game. Uh, so I got the Green Wave at number twelve, and that's going to be very interesting down the stretch. Look at the schedule here; they're at Tulsa, which is a sneaky game this weekend because it's a look ahead spot because they have UCF, SMU, and Cincy on deck. <laughs> that's awesome, fantastic. Going to be very interesting to watch the AC, the AAC race down the stretch. Uh, at number 11, I got the Oklahoma state Cowboys. Wait, do I have Oklahoma state twice? Did I fuck that up? I think I fucked up my, uh, my, uh, my rankings here. Huh? Uh, where is my list here? Do I have Oklahoma state twice? I think I have Oklahoma. So I, I messed up there on, uh, Hmm. Oh yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. Kansas state. I'm sorry. I had Kansas state there at number 11, the Kansas state wildcats. Um, and I had them ahead of uh, ahead of Tulane because uh, y- you know, I get it. Tulane one in Manhattan. Tulane only has one loss. K state is two, but the strength of schedule that K state's played a lot different than Tulane's. So uh, that that's my logic there, uh, you know, and they've done it with backup quarterbacks and stuff too. So uh, shout out to Kansas State. I actually believe they would only have one loss. I, I talked talked about this earlier. They were up in a game where they went down to their third string quarterback. I believe they would probably only have one loss had that not happened. Uh, and forty eight nothing against the t- isn't that the largest defeat a top ten teams ever ever taken? That's that's crazy. That's crazy. That's got to score points there. K State at number eleven. Uh, at number 10. Well, before I get to the top 10, I want to tell you folks out there that, Hey, we're on YouTube, college football experiences on YouTube and the college basketball experience. We come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Also the college baseball experience will be a part of that too. Uh, subscribe to all three of those podcast platforms independently, but we are on YouTube and guess what? The sports gambling podcast, the thing that started it all for us here at this network, they're on YouTube. All right. And they're giving you a chance to win your choice of either an autographed Lawrence Taylor Jersey or an autographed Brian Dawkins Jersey. The contest is completely free to enter. Subscribe to youtube.com uh, slash sports gambling podcast, comment on a video. Each video is a new chance to win. Turn your notif- notifications on. So you don't miss the uh, SGPN uh, contacting you uh, when they pull the winner. So once again, subscribe youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast.com. All right. The top 10 is here. I got the Oregon ducks. At number 10, I mean, 
Is there a, a, a crazier you know, scenario for the ducks than losing the way they did week one and then looking the way they've done, you know, been since, I mean, short of that wazoo game, which I, which I thought they should have lost. Uh, they've really, they really look pretty dominant in every, every other performance. So uh, the win against UCLA continues to look good. The win against wazoo still looks all right as their, their, their records. All right. Um, the win against BYU does look a little worse, but the loss to Georgia continues to look solid as Georgia rolls everybody right now. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I feel like this. Okay. The Stanford win looks a little worse. Arizona win looks a little worse, but I don't know. I feel like, I feel like that resume with the wins and the way they've won uh, should be, should be there at number 10. At number nine, I got the Illinois fighting a lion eye. Why do I have Illinois above of uh, Oregon? Well, I can tell you why, because Oregon uh, lost by 46 to Georgia. Yes. Georgia is the top team in the land. Some would say, but Illinois lost by three at a terrible Indiana team, but it was in the final play of the game or in the final seconds of the game and the game that they were up majority of the game. I know Georgia is better than Indiana, but I also think you have, that has to mean something. And I also think when you, when you, okay. When you look elsewhere at, at things now, I get it. Illinois hasn't played world beaters, you know, like you look and say, well, what's, what's their, what's the Illini's best win. They just won at, at Nebraska. They're not any good. Um, well, I mean, I was four and four Illinois beat Iowa, right? I, you could say the Wyoming win looks better as Wyoming is in contention to win the mountain West championship. Um, Okay, Virginia sucks. The Wisconsin wins all right. Though though the Minnesota wins all right. Um they're doing what they have to do. I know they get Michigan State this week, so it's not going to be another it's not going to be a great team there. But uh they they close with Purdue and Michigan and then Northwestern. Obviously the Purdue and Michigan games are huge. Um I think they have a better resume. You could argue this though. I'll, I'll be fair. Um at number 8, I got the USC Trojans. Yes. Fight on as they're doing um, USC with a, with a nice win, uh, even though they, they didn't cover in Tucson. Um, they, they continue to win. They continue to win and they, they aren't going to be tested much lately because they got Cal and Colorado next. Actually what the only like really good team they play left this season is UCLA Notre Dame five and three, but I mean, shit, Notre Dame could easily be five and five by the time <laughs> they play them or something like that. Um, I don't know. I, I think USC has got that resume there though. I mean, I know they got some breaks from the PAC 12 scheduling, not giving them back to back away. They also didn't play. They don't play Washington or Oregon. Um, but it is what it is it is what it is. Uh, at number seven, uh, Alabama Crimson Tide. I do have them as the top one loss team in the country and uh, they didn't play this week. They're on bye. LSU game pending. Um, the resume this past week, you know, Texas was on bye, So that win didn't improve. Arkansas win got a little bit better. Arkansas whooped uh, Auburn. You know, the loss to Tennessee continues to look all right as Tennessee rolls Kentucky. So, you know, the resume did, I guess, get a little bit better. A little bit better there, except ULM, right? Um, 
So I would say, yeah, I'd say that's uh that makes sense there at number seven. At number six, though, I have this team dropping back despite being undefeated. Michigan. Well, how could I drop them back? They just whooped Michigan State's ass. Well, A, Michigan State's not a good team. And uh also, uh oh, you'll get my point in a second here, but uh so Michigan's best wins right now. It's actually a pretty shitty resume. Penn State and Maryland. Two good wins. I guess the Iowa win looks a little bit better after Iowa takes care of Northwestern. Um, so uh, at number six, I got the Michigan Wolverines at number five. Oh, the team that hopped them, Ohio state. All these people talk shit about what, how I have Ohio state behind Michigan. Well, no, nope, not anymore because Ohio state went on the road and won. And now they've been to, so Michigan's road wins are what Indiana and Iowa, right? None of those teams have a winning record, but, uh, but uh, you know, now Ohio state has what two wins on the road at Michigan state at Penn state and that Penn state road win Penn state six, six and two. So I do think that resume is better. Combine that with the out of conference schedule, which Ohio state is way better. The Notre Dame win looking better and better. The Toledo win looking better and better. Um, and you have Ohio state at number five over Michigan. Um, at number four, see my top four haven't changed. So at number four, I do have the Georgia Bulldogs, uh, who did win against Florida. I thought about moving them to three. Still think there's a solid chance if they win this week. Well, if they win this week, they could move it to number one. But uh, their resume, I think, still uh, still right there, neck and neck with Clemson's. Obviously, the Wake loss. The wake loss uh, hurts Clemson's resume some. Syracuse loss hurts Clemson's resume some. So I thought about it, but it will happen this next week anyway. So if Georgia wins, uh, and then at number two, I got the TCU Horn Frogs. They went on the road. They continue to win on the road. Um, I know West Virginia is not a great team, but hey, a win is a win. They did it by double digits, and boom! And at number one, we got the Tennessee Volunteers. All right, they haven't nothing changed in the top five. So, uh. Cutter Todd in the chat says Ohio State. I'm happy uh, in Happy Valley at night is a different outcome. Probably true, and that's a damn shame that the Big Ten uh, and Fox ruined that shit. They also ruined that with Michigan Iowa too. Like Michigan at Iowa, give me that at night. That's a much harder game. Give me that at night, and also give me a, like a little later in the year. But they they open the. I get it. Sometimes you got to play it wherever. It's a, if you're truly being random, then maybe right when you open Big Ten play. But regardless, give me that game at night. Come on. But yeah, that's a, that's a database top 25 as Tennessee continues to roll the super impressive against Kentucky. And that's the recap show folks. Remember, um, check out the college basketball experience as, as the, those previews continue to roll on and remember that Wednesday night we will have the pick show for week 10 college football, me, Patty C and NC Nick five 30 Pacific eight 30, uh, Eastern. And then, you know, we'll have the DFS show and FCS show coming this week. Uh, so subscribe, check us out. And uh, yeah, excited, exciting time to, uh, to, uh, you know, obviously this time of year is great, especially when you add in college hoops coming and all the other good shit that's happening in this, you know, whether you're NFL or NBA or NHL fucking world cup, all this good stuff. It's a good time. Good, good time to be in sports. Uh, Folks, subscribe to the Sports Gambling Podcast. All right, check us out and uh, first off, give us a follow on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. 
and I'm on Twitter at the Colby D. Give me a follow. But uh, more importantly, can you get over to iTunes and give us a five star review? I mean, come on, we we give you all this content. We got action previews for Tuesday and Wednesday out. Takes two minutes out of your day. Help us help you. All right. Uh, honestly, sponsors always tell us they like to look at that shit. So come on, please get over there and do it. Uh, also, the Discord. Come talk college football with us. College, any, really, any sport you like, we have it in there. To be a you know, a fucking Baja 500 going on in Mexico, I'm sure there's a channel for that shit in there. Even food, people are talking food and stuff in there. So check it out. I mean, they all have their own little channels. So like you come, you click on the college football channel, you'll talk college football with us or college basketball. Let's go. Uh, so sports podcast.com slash discord, get the SGPN app. It's free to download in the app, the app store, or Google play store. And uh, yeah, let's fucking uh, let's go. I feel like this week is going to be an awesome lineup. So let's go. All right. This is the college football experience. Week 10 uh, reaction show and database top 25 show. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. It's got me thinking about the good shit. The minute that I seen your grill again, it made me good trip. Good dog the mind back like dog but wind that. Man, I didn't get mad when you near me hit the time back. But the coming zone was strong. Now my shit's coming along, you know the song. The truth is I'm pretty much on fire again. It's eating up for real, I'm alive again. Uh, and that's the attraction factor. Vancouver, Michigan with my rap disaster. Yeah. You know you want it how you want it. No need to trip, cause I got it, dog got it. All yours and the extras too. All the super music and the sex for who? Uh-huh. Just get it straight, cause he caught me in a good mood. Let me demonstrate what this time of year could do. Yeah, sing it. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's kinda tough.